The block. The block is where it all goes down. You grow up on the block. You learn lessons on the block. And sometimes you even go through it on the block. But no matter where you're headed next, you never forget about those times on the block. I am your host, your DJ. My name is Jaden Edison, and I'd like to welcome you to the block party. You are officially a member of the block. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is The Block, and I am your host, your DJ, your MC for the day, Jaden Edison. Thank y'all so much for tuning in, tuning back in to The Block. Today, we have a very, very, very special guest. You see this guy right here, he is on the come up. You think about fashion, you cannot go anywhere without seeing the influence <laughs> My man Richmond Kingsford is in the build, ladies and gentlemen. And you see, Richmond is the founder of the Vague Clothing Line, the Vague Clothing Brand. So I'm not going to bore you down with these long intros. You know I don't do all that. We like to get into the meaningful stuff. And what's meaningful today is that my man Richmond is here. And I'm going to throw you right into it. Richmond is going to start off by telling you about the Vague Clothing Line, the concept, and the meaning behind it. We appreciate y'all for tuning in to The Block. This is Jaden Edison, and you are officially a member of The Block Party. Let's go. So it's a streetwear brand with a hint of luxury, because uh, that's how I look at the audience. The, the vague audience is uh, people that are into streetwear, but also have that taste for luxury fashion as well. So it's a, a little blend of, of both, but it's mainly streetwear. I like to look at it as like, you know, the early years. So the, the where vague is now is what I envisioned it to be in high school because I started in high school I was a junior and of course back then it's like you know I, I was younger obviously and I, I had certain resources but not the ones that I have now so it's like it's like when it's like you know you're a kid growing up you know you, you get your first bike or tricycle and you're thinking oh this is cool what, what would it be like to drive a car I feel like now I'm riding I'm riding a tricycle so the vision I have for vague at this time is it's way bigger than what it is now but it's all about you know just sticking to it and obviously not giving up because that's when like you can't even reach that big vision if, if you just quit but yeah man I, I could see it really just being global and expanding not just from clothing but to like you know houseware or furniture even or just like cups right. or just the most mundane things you know but just any like just expanding from where it is now but right. I see it I see it bro most definitely you gotta have a vision that's yeah. important have you always wanted to have you always been interested in fashion, I should say? I want to say it started late middle school, or early high school, though. Like, for sure, high school was solidified my freshman year. Um, so coming into high school, my parents, be, they started letting me buy my own clothes, because at first, they would always, like, take me to JCPenney Old or Macy's. Macy's. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Old Navy, and, like, buy me, you know, things. But it would be things that I wanted from those stores, but they didn't let me go to the mall and just explore. So high school, freshman year, uh, there's this brand called Obey. It was my favorite brand at the time. I remember. I got Obey shirts in my closet right Same. now. <laughs> yeah, I loved that brand at the time. And um, that kind of got me interested into streetwear. So from that, I began to you know wear the Hundreds, Diamond Supply, Crooks and Castles, and even Ben Trill back when it started. So at that time, I didn't really... 
I don't really see myself as like a kid that's into design per se, but streetwear and fashion for sure. And as time went on, I began to realize, wait, there's, there's more luxurious and higher level clothes way past streetwear. And not saying that street, like streetwear today is definitely in that state of where um, it can, you know, it's, it's been, it's evolved into, it's not like a subgenre anymore of fashion. High fashion has basically not given the nod to streetwear, like, hey, yeah, like we see y'all now, you know what I mean? So, but nah, I think during high school is when I began to see like, okay, I can possibly do something in fashion. Cause I didn't really know that design was a thing right. you know, going into high school. It wasn't until um, sophomore or junior year because I would see people that looked like me, you know, same skin color, like black creatives making waves in fashion. So that kind of, that kind of um, inspired me because you, you, you don't realize how important representation is. And now that, that's like my personal connection to it because if I wouldn't have seen people like, you know, Samuel Ross or Virgil Abloh, even Ye doing things in fashion, I probably wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. So, right. Yeah. So thinking about like the industry, when you talk about hip hop or mm. Just how much is influenced? Because people, when people think of hip hop, the general population, I feel like they think it's just it starts with music, mm. but it's so much bigger than that. It's the culture, it's the, the way we dress, it's the way the the culture talks, all those things. Everything. So when you see people who didn't come from that that hip hop background, the swag or you know wearing the baggy clothes or you know doing the things that black people were once you know criticized for mm -hmm. at one point in time, um, do you see it as see that as more of like a sign of respect or is it cultural appropriation? I just look at it as, okay, the influence is spreading. I mean, we know where it comes from. So I, I, don't, I don't really have too deep of an opinion on it. It's just like, okay, cool. Like, you know, whoever, whoever you know, that isn't really tied to whether it's hip hop or the culture, kind of picking up on whether it's style or whatever it is, I just, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, but I guess it depends on why they're doing it, but that's on them. So I don't really, right. yeah, that's how I approach scenarios like that. I kind of want to go into to more of uh, the vague stuff. So mm -hmm. when you speak of the word vague, um, you know, the, the dictionary definition, you know, uncertain, indefinite, unclear. Building on that, can you expand more on the whole thing with no concept? Got you. When I started in high school, I did not know what I wanted to do with it, but I saw a picture of it. If that, like I saw the vision of what it could be. So that's literally why I named it vague, because at the time I was like, dang, I don't, know what, I don't know what I want to do, but like I see this vision. So I know somehow, some way, I'll figure out a way to get there. So um, now, right, the reason why vague is called vague is because yes, there's no, there's no concept that's concrete that holds the brand together, which actually is the concept. So it creates a juxtaposition. But the reason why there isn't a concept per se is because I am trying to play with the idea of maximum creative expression. So having no boundaries when you know I'm creating. And that's kind of what I want people to take away from the brand. Like, not just, you know, if you're a creative, you could do anything, but don't limit yourself. Like, whatever boundaries there are, break it. You know, whatever rules there are, maybe bend it. Maybe not break the rules, or, or right. you can. Like, it's up to you, but just doing things at the highest level possible. Outside of the box. Outside of the box, exactly. So that's kind of the whole idea behind the name and the brand now as it's matured and as I've like kind of expanded my own knowledge within being creative and being um, in the fashion industry, so. 
that's, I hope that answered your you, question. You're from the Houston area, correct? I was raised there. You were raised in the Houston mm -hmm. area. So talk about how the upbringing in the city um, from childhood through high school has sort of had an impact on you and your creative process. The impact that A-Leaf has had on my creativity as far as growing up wasn't, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't strong. It was more so the people that I met there, the friends that I made there that right. were all on the same level of like, oh, we know what's going on in fashion and we're paying attention and we see like, oh, okay, like we're ahead of the curve basically. Like for example, in high school, my homies and I, we were like the fashion kids of the school and people would always like clown us because we had tight pants, which is like, of course, like it's, that's, that's, that's something that happens. But going like, you know, looking back, we saw some of those people, you know, kind of picking up on those trends and whatnot, but it kind of goes to show that, you know, being not, I'm not saying being ahead of the curve, but paying attention to culture or at least like, you know, fashion or whatever, and picking up on those trends early can kind of put you in that scenario of uh, they laugh, for, what was it? Like, see it first and they laugh and then they follow after, you know that, you know that phrase, right. or that saying? Yeah, I forgot how it goes verbatim, but that's, yeah, that would be how, that was, that's my answer to, to your question. I hope it made sense. Oh yeah, for sure, most yeah. definitely. And so in many instances growing up, you know, at least in my experiences, it was like, if you weren't conforming to like those societal norms of how people dress, the cargo shorts, the Chuck Taylors, and Nike socks. It was mm -hmm. like, if you weren't wearing that in 2012, 2013, then you didn't have swag. Mm -hmm. So just building on that, as a fashion designer, in your opinion, what constitutes having swag? Having your own style. That's really it, you know, because your style represents you as an individual. So of course, trends come and go, like the cargo pants, the, the, the Chucks, and that's cool. You can incorporate a trend into your style, but trends come and go. So when right. it goes, you know, how, how's, how's your, you know, are you still gonna be looking for the, you're gonna be looking for the next trend to follow, right. or you have your own style that is, is forever, because style is like the never, that's like the never ending trend. You could have on a Fendi hat, if there isn't, I'm pretty sure, a Fendi hat, Louis V jacket, some Amiri jeans, um, Margiela shoes, and uh, a Gucci side bag or fanny pack or whatever. And like, it could just look so wrong, but of course those are luxury brands. So like, oh, we, we know, okay, you, that person has money or whatever, but the way you put the fit together, it doesn't matter how expensive your clothes are. If the fit is trash, the fit is trash. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you have people that thrift and put together fits that look so dope because it's like they have style. Right. And style comes down to how you like your clothes to fit, the silhouette, you know, baggy, slim, whatever. You put it together the way that you like it, cool. And if it looks good, great. So like you said, it just goes back to kind of what you like. Yeah. You know, what you feeling, right? Exactly. Just last year around this time, you know, people were calling the boycott Gucci because of the, the blackface mm -hmm. uh, uh, deal. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, fast forward to before that, you had the coolest monkey in the jungle when you talk about H&M and yeah. that whole deal. Yeah. So my question to you is, why do you think um, black designer brands, brands founded by black creatives, um, brands that actually have the interests of black people in mind, aren't necessarily getting the name recognition and support they need to sustain that generational success that we've seen with like Gucci and Polo. They've been around forever. I think now black designer, black brands are getting recognition. Like, have you heard of Pierre Moss? I haven't. Dope brand, black, uh, black designer, Kirby, John Raymond, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. A Cold Wall uh, by Samuel Ross. He's in the UK, black designer, real dope brand. There's Fear of God. There's, there's a ton of black, designers and, and, and black owned brands that 
are, I, I think, in my opinion, are getting their recognition like now. And while the designers are alive, you know what I mean? While they can, they can you know, appreciate their flowers. And to the second part of your question, you know, brands like Gucci, Louis V, uh, you know, Fendi, those are like heritage brands. They've been around for decades. So it's like, it makes sense why they're so, and still so prominent, you know what I mean? But right. as far as like now, I think, uh, the next Gucci's and the next Louis V's are, are some of the brands that I just named because these brands are, I believe, some are less than 10 years old and they're pretty big. So I can only imagine what the next few decades will have in store for them as brands. Knowing like the history, uh, we just talked about like the blackface mm-hmm. with Gucci. What are your feelings about uh, people of color still wearing things like Gucci, evoking blackface and things that don't have the interest of black people in mind. Do you mm. think it's a problem for uh, people of color to still represent these brands when you do have some of the prominent brands that you just named out there to choose from? Personally, I don't care what anybody decides to wear. Mm-hmm. If somebody wants to wear Gucci, hey, so right. be it. Or, you know, whatever they decide to wear. That's right. on them. I don't really... And for me, you know, I see both sides of it because, mm-hmm. you know, my thing is, and uh, you, you, you hear a lot of talk of it um, throughout the industry, um, of just supporting black-owned businesses. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I watched The Breakfast Club, and I heard Charlemagne talk about this a little bit. But just uh, when the blackface and all that stuff was happening, he was like, like, we have black designer brands. Like, you know, stop wearing the Gucci. Like, go get that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that the more that that happens going forward, when you talk, you talk about the heritage brands, there's no reason that the brands you just named can't be heritage brands long term. Exactly. But it, it has to start like within the black community first mm-hmm. to where you have black people, you know, wearing the Pierre Moss and doing those type of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it has to start there. And I think mm-hmm. that it has come to a point that sometimes we become our own worst enemy when it comes to support. And this is just not even just fashion. Like you talk about music or you talk about just people, you know, uh, doing big things within their community. Sometimes like we get in, you know, this, this competition mm-hmm. uh, mindset where it kind of holds us back where, you know, if we just support one another as black people, like we could be so much more powerful mm-hmm. throughout whatever we decide to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how my feelings on the on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, it also like I see both sides of it. So like if I see somebody wearing Gucci out right now, I'm not going to, you know, call them out or anything like <laughs> yeah. that. But I, it definitely is something to think about. Like I'm mm-hmm. when stuff like that happens, I do like think twice about, you know, going to shop at H&M yeah. or things like that. Yeah, so. no, definitely. I mean, it's. And I'm with you on that, you know, but it's, again, it's, it all goes back to like certain brands or, or whatever, whether it's music or fashion. Once you're in a certain, reach a certain level, it's like you become like a go-to, you know what I mean? So it, people won't even think twice, you know, or that's at least my assumption, right. you know, so. It, so it it's like they're not even thinking about like the stuff that happened with Gucci or they may not even mm. know that it happened. It's just like, hey, I'll wear Gucci, so yeah. that's my thing. That okay. could be. That right. could be. What do you think separates the the brands that because you'll see a lot of celebrities, they'll come mm. out with certain, you know, t-shirts or apparel. Mm. What separates the people, you know, who have, I guess, the one hit wonder, so to speak, versus the people who've had sustained success in the fashion business over, you know, decades? As far as one hit wonders, you could say that's luck or whatever the case may be, but those that have been in the game for years on end, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of knowledge that's behind whatever moves they make or whatever they know that they utilize to allow them to still be in the game. So I think it's, you just gotta, of course you gotta be persistent and you have to be uh, tenacious and just stick to it. And you also, I mean, you just gotta, 
got to fail a lot if, 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 you know, there's things you got to learn. Knowing the makeup of Texas State, about 11% of black students of the university's population, so that's 11% of 40,000 students or 40 plus thousand students. So mm -hmm. it's not really a lot. Um, are there some challenges for you navigating this campus as a creative? Do you find anything? Man, I'm myself everywhere. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't feel, I don't feel that, like I don't, whatever that is, I don't feel, I just, I just be me. Um, I mean, I, I'm aware of like, you know, my surroundings and everything, but that doesn't, that doesn't make me feel like, oh, I gotta, I gotta act a certain way, I gotta, right. I gotta speak a certain way. Like, nah, I'll just be me. Either you like it or you don't. Exactly, so. and then keep it moving. Yeah. Back, right? yeah, most yeah. definitely. So I, I always think that's interesting because, you know, you get in spaces where you have, you know, uh, you know, where not a, there's not a lot of representation, whether mm. it be through the, at the administration level, at the faculty level. Like I've talked to several people, I talked to somebody the other day who, uh, you know, a prominent black leader on campus who was telling me, you know, I've only had two black teachers my whole time being here at Texas State. And I just think that's crazy. Mm. Um, and that all, play, that does play into, for some people, you know, the way, you know, uh, they express themselves, you know, they may feel like they gotta change up because they're, you know, surrounded by a certain demographic or whatever it, it may be. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's interesting, especially with you being a creative. I don't know, I just look at it like, people are people, like we're just people, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, white, black. I mean, of course there's layers to what we're talking about right now, but as far as like coming to school, like every student here, at least ideally, we're all here for one mission, you know, get our degree, right. continue. So um, it's like, you just gotta know how to, play the game, you know right. what I'm saying? You, you know what game I'm talking right. about. You know how to play it and just, you know, do your thing and, you know, hopefully, because it's like having to like, change, I don't know, it's just a lot of mental space that that takes up, you know, like when, or at least for me being a creative, I, I could be using mental space to think of ideas instead of having to think of, oh, okay, um, I can't do X, Y, Z while I'm here, or I can't, you know, I gotta talk differently because, you know, I'm talking to this person. I'm, it's just a lot of, it's just a lot. It's too, too much, It's too right? much. It's like, you, yeah, you, then you get into a whole battle where you're not being the, the most authentic version of yourself. Exactly. And, and that affects you in every aspect of your life, whether exactly. it be being a creative or uh, just some of the simplest assignments or whatever it may be, communicating with people, mm -hmm. and it's not authentic. So, you, mm -hmm. you know, you, you're most definitely right on that one. The question, you know, and I've, and I've seen some photos of Vague, and one trend that I've noticed is, like, your use of, uh, of black models. Mm -hmm. So... How meaningful is it for you to utilize black models to show what Vague really is? I think it's pretty meaningful. I mean, it's, it's like, why not? You know, like, why not? It's because in, in the world we live right now, there's more and more representation in the actual industry. You know what I mean? So that, on, that only goes to show that, okay, things are changing. And even if, even if that wasn't the case, for me, it's still, why not? you know, why not use the black model? Right. Yeah. So does that Yeah, that most definitely. Sense? And like you said, because there's, there's, that's a whole nother avenue to it because you talk about um, people who may want to pursue the modeling industry. Exactly. Like that's their opportunity. You know, y'all kind of helping each other out. If that makes exactly. sense. Like that, and that's such a dope, you know, connection right there. Mm -hmm. um, so that just goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's just like, just black people supporting black people. Like mm -hmm. it's so important. And I really do believe that um, we, if we have more of that, like within, whatever community you live in, like it can only benefit, you know, the, the black community as a whole. Oh yeah. Um, you know, generational, you know, wealth and success is always the, the long-term goal, I think, uh, within Should black be. communities is just sustaining that long-term success. And like I said, I think the key to that is that the support is, yeah. you know, it's strong. Cause a lot of us, 
you know, uh, no matter what industry you're in, like, you know, I think of Chino, you know, Chino Angles, um, mm -hmm. for y'all don't know, you know, one of the dopest photographers in this, I'm going to say the state of the, the world, the state of yeah. Texas or whatever. Um, but he has, you know, a, a huge following. And then, mm -hmm. you know, you got your following and then somebody else might have a following. So supporting one another, you know, they people start seeing your stuff and then they, I'm going to go get me some vague. Now I like that. You know what I'm saying? So domino that, exactly. So it's just so powerful. And I just think like we, we just got to really take that seriously. And, you know, it's, it's always, there's always work to be done. You talk about, you know, systemic like oppression and all those things. Those play into kind of our mindset mm -hmm. and the way we operate. But just breaking those barriers and just mm -hmm. really, you know, taking that support serious, I really mm -hmm. think is the key. I just think that's so important for sure. Mm. So let me ask you this. So yeah. how do you think as black people, how do you think we can sustain the generational wealth or even like reach that point and to keep it going? Right. Even when we're gone, so for so our offspring, right, keep it going. I, I think is 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 one that support one, but just teaching, like just teaching, you know, the the basic principles of just one being good people, and you know, that supporting people. That's a part of it too. Because I think about my mom, like the conversations we have are just like like like, man, there's just so much knowledge being dropped. Like her just talking to me about she works in you know corporate America, so just you know telling me like if I'm ever in a situation how to maneuver, just you know, always being, you know, self-sufficient and, and, you know, reading over stuff and, and knowing what you're getting yourself into. Like, I, I always, like, whenever I get to talk to, you know, older people who've been through stuff, like, I just love to just sit and just listen. And that's part of it, too, is that, and this is not even just, when it comes to the listening part, that's not even, like, a, not even just, like, a black, uh, a black issue. That's just something across the board where our generation, you know, we think we get all the answers sometimes, where sometimes it's just cool to just sit back and watch and listen like that stuff is like it's so much value to that mm -hmm. um so i think just that teaching um you know our ogs just just them you know passing down that knowledge us passing down the stuff that we've learned and you know just continue to move forward it's kind of like the music game like if you think of like how how diddy was if you've seen you know videos or like uh movies or whatever how diddy and and jay and all of them were in the 90s and how they are now like you know diddy you know they was in the club turned up you know it's rumors mm -hmm. of diddy you know yeah, quote unquote, ripping people off, which I, you never want to get into that because that's that's a whole, you know, that's always between whoever it is. But mm. now it's like, you know, you got Diddy. You know, I just saw on Instagram, you know, he had a little baby over his house just to talk to him and say, hey man, it's time for you to like, you got to cool out, man. You got so much stuff going on, and you over here getting involved with the law and all those things. Like, you gotta you gotta pipe down. Or Jay, even when he the way he, when he dropping verses, like did you, have you ever heard the Meek Mill "What's Free" the Jay Z freestyle he did on that? I like the song. Yeah, I've heard it. I, yeah. I, I, I can't yeah. remember the verses. So Jay Z, but Jay Z just had a freestyle on there, and this is like even in his music, like just you know, you go from H to the Izzo and Renegade, and now it's more so talking about that 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 boss talk, like he yeah. was saying, you know, you know, Rock Nation, that's my piece, you know, hundred percent of title, I busted up with my cheese, like just saying, you know, just showing like where he's at mentally, and like yeah. we got to start, you know, watching, and 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 like I said, it's 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 it's, it's on both levels, like. Uh, the OGs, you know, they got to continue to teach and we got to continue to listen. But I think, mm -hmm. I really think the teaching part is so important, just sitting back and listening to our parents. You know, sometimes they, you know, we think they don't know anything or whatever it may be, but man, like, it's crazy because when somebody's been through something, um, they obviously, you know, you learn things from those situations. So mm -hmm. if we, you know, if, you know, we do that and we start passing that down to, you know, the, the our younger brothers and sisters and cousins and all that and mm -hmm. friends and I just think that that really is the key to it. And that support is the second thing. Mm. Yeah, just listening and that support. That's that's how I see it. So, wow, I like that. I yeah. like that. I agree too. Yeah, most definitely. So, um, 
but yeah, but just getting back to, to on, on the Vague track, um, what's next for Vague in 2020? What, what, can, what can the people expect? More clothes. More clothes. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely that, and just, just growth. Um, you know, each year it's like I'm trying to learn new things that can be utilized in order for the, the, the brand to grow because, you know, I want to be able to create clothes at a higher level for people. Of course, still affordable, but that's that's basically what they can expect for 2020 is uh, new clothes, mm -hmm. uh, new designs, new concepts. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So far, I can't give away too much information. Just bossing yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. All right, now make sure we get the first exclusive on the block whenever yeah. something new, yeah. new drops. Uh, yeah, you got anything else you want to add about Vague or anything in general that you want to get out there? Just thank you, man, for having me. That's really it. You yes, know? indeed. Like, this means... Yeah, it's a, it means it means a lot. It means a lot. Yes, I appreciate you for coming on, yeah. man. Yeah, we gotta, you know, like I said, this part of that support thing too is being able to use, you know, you know, our platform here at the Star, you know, uh, to just, you know, give, you know, the black creatives and and the people that that look like me and. Uh, you know, just giving that that platform and voice to kind of talk about you know what they do, and it's so it's so many like Black Texas State is full of so many dope individuals, and part of me, you know, being in like the journalism world over here, like I kind of uh, you know I get so caught up in you know the work I do here that sometimes I'm not able to just be as involved with the community as I want to. Mm -hmm. So just being able to talk to creatives, you know, like you and Chino and uh, and Carrington and Corey and you know all these people, like it's mm -hmm. just it's, it's super dope to just you know know. That, you know, we got we got some people out here who are about to accomplish some dope stuff, man, oh, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. So, yes, I appreciate you for coming on, man. Uh, this is The Block. Um, you can expect more dope stuff like this, but make sure y'all go pick up Vague. And what's the website for, for Vague? Uh, the website is www.vague-us.com. Okay, vague-us.com. And then yes. what's your social media? So the Vague social media is, on Instagram, it's vague underscore U.S., and on Twitter, it's Vague USA. Okay, and then for y'all that's listening, Vague V A G U E. So uh, make sure you check that out. Personal social accounts you want to shout out, or are you? Uh, nah, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. I appreciate you for coming on to the block. You are officially a member of, of the block party. So it's lit. yeah, we, we moving, man. We appreciate you for coming on, man. Good luck Thank with everything you. going forward. Appreciate it, man. Right. You too. Most definitely.